0: what's up everyone it's the 256 crew coming at you for another tfs production uh, podcast artist interview as always i'm joined with dj big dooley and jay stone aka onyx corwin what are y'all I'm your host Austin Green, and today we've got a new episode featuring our very good friend Ryan Lang. How oh, yes, you doing, sir? Doing
1: good, guys. How about y'all? Pretty good, yeah, man. Pretty good. good. Thank y'all for having excited me. Excited me on. to have you, man. I appreciate and happy
0: it. to have you. Um, so, shout out to the last podcast. Uh, check it out with Brookwood Youngin. As oh, always, that was leave a good one. Uh, like and comment. And share it for us. Uh, Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and uh, who you want to see going forward. So let's get into it. We'll pass it around to the left. Uh,
2: Y'all, just how you been? Fucking working, man. (laughs) Working, busy. Got some things coming up. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Is this getting released next Thursday, right? Oh, Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yeah. So. When you're listening to this tomorrow, pull up. Pull up to the Nest Bar and Grill. DJ Big Dooley over here and myself going to be turning up. Got some other people going to come join the party, but you won't know if you don't follow us on the social medias at TFS Pride Official underscore on Instagram, to TFS Productions on Facebook. Uh, we got some exciting shit coming. i pass along this way. How you doing, man?
3: Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh I had a big show of brothers the other night, uh, We had the, that that place was had that packed out, packed man. Man, it was it was crazy. About forty five minutes into it, people were lining up outside the door and Around the building yeah. type shit. Yeah. By the end before the end of the night, you know, they were wrapped around the building and you know, one thirty in the morning we're making the last call and there's still people lined up. Damn. That haven't gotten in. That's
0: so wild.
3: Uh, so I mean it was crazy. It was a fun night though. So but well, how about you, Ryan? How you been, man? I've been good, guys. have uh, you been up to
1: pretty much just working through the summer, mm-hmm. hanging out with my girlfriend Aaron and uh playing a bunch of golf. I oh, hadn't even done much doing. fishing, lately. <laughs> <Hell> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Playing golf, not actually doing good at it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting in I'm getting
0: to it. Getting I feel you it. on that, man. I didn't know you'd been playing. That's good to hear, yeah. You?
1: Well, I, I always played with my granddad, like oh. up until I was about fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and then I just quit playing. Oh, high school you. head, I just okay, yeah. I just kind of quit, lost interest. But recently this year, just really got back into it. You should be a businessman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take people on a golf trip. I couldn't teach them nothing, but I could take them. Yeah, <laughs> negotiate out yeah. there on the, on the course. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: We're going to have to get out there sometime here soon. I, oh yeah. I haven't played all summer, but
1: we'll hit the links this fall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it cool down a little yeah. bit. Um well, good good. So, let's get into it, man. Why uh why'd you start doing this in the first place?
1: Pretty much it goes back to when I was 15 years old, 15 about to be 16. And I always, when I was growing up, had an interest for music, specifically country back yeah. then I'd listened to uh, I really the first one people will laugh at me the first artist that I really loved when I was a kid was Kenny chesney hey. and then it then it went to people can talk crap, but <laughs> I love the beach music love it, but anyways <laughs> yeah man. I love Hank jr uh-huh. really got into Johnny Cash stuff like that but When I was about 15, I really started wanting to learn guitar. And then I just kind of picked up my dad's and kind of taught myself. YouTube videos, learning chord shapes, stuff like that. Just started putting songs together. It was a slow process. Took a year or two to really get to where I could play a full song. Probably about three years before I could play one and sing it. So it took time. But by the time I was 17, 18 years old, I was getting to it for sure.
2: Sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I remember you in high school. Yeah, you would bring that shit, and uh, there was a certain situation that happened. Yeah, <laughs> you'd how go did around I know this school, was going to get mentioned? You'd go around the school singing that song, <laughs> and everybody knew who that shit was about. Yeah. but we didn't say it. It but wasn't we
1: easy. <laughs> I don't think I played that song since we were since, we, the, since, yeah, since the, the crooner since the crooner days. But uh, I really got into it because it was a good outlet. I mean, keeps you out of trouble. It's it, when you're down. It really is going to help. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that don't
3: know, Ryan used to be part of Jay's band, Sunshine yeah. Crooners. Yeah. Ryan, still is, still is. He he's an honorary member, of course. Always, always, and forever will be. But you know, he he needed to take a little break, and we're absolutely fine with that.
1: Oh, yeah, just had to take a hiatus. I got to the point where I let it, the frustration almost like I'd get frustrated at myself and it was just kind of a toxic Mm -hmm. merry-go-round where I wasn't enjoying it as much as I should have been so I kind of had to take a step back but now I've definitely over the past month picked back up with the interest in it, I'm kind of Good. looking at it, and not a. I'm trying to get success out of this, but yeah. more, I'm doing this for myself and for my yeah. soul. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I think sure. that's the
2: best way to look at it. Going too,
1: back to where I came from on it. Almost. Yeah,
2: like I gotta remind myself that too, because like we were, we're like trying to start a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And so we have people
2: coming all the time, and like sometimes this shit does feel like a job. But then like I have these days where he'll hear me just sit over here doodling on FL. I'll pull up a loop and i'll start and i'm like yeah this doesn't <laughs> hit and then the next day i'll come back and do that same thing and i get excited as fuck because like stuff starts to fall in line yeah. and you remember like you didn't do this because you were looking to make some sort of roi return on investment you were doing it because like shit made make you happy it made yeah. a difference in how you felt mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying
1: so i i, I completely understand yeah. When you start letting the business side of it and the success, wanting the success, it'll ruin it for sure. There's a balance. because You can't just not care about that stuff either if you're taking it serious. Yeah. But yeah. you got to make it fun. Can't be all about
2: the binger, but you just got to have some soul yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to have some soul.
0: Yeah. Um, so, man, tell me, who's been an inspiration to you uh, starting a career in like country rock music?
1: Probably the number one, which... I guarantee you, y'all, all three could probably see this one coming. Eric Church, yeah, for sure, yeah. Growing up, I mean, those albums. The one that really stuck out to me when I that came out when I was fifteen was The Outsiders. That's a and great, that one, great album. By that me. one mm-hmm. struck a chord with me because I always felt like, I mean, I wasn't just an outcast necessarily, but I'm sure y'all could relate. You're just kind like of an you outsider, a so little bit different. Yeah, 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 a little bit different outsider. From the in crowd and all that kind of stuff and that just and of course it being more of a rock album than a country album. Yeah. It fired me up. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. But then even past that, going when uh going through a bad breakup in high school, Mr. Misunderstood came out. Same thing there. It really it's like all his releases hit a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah. So it's hard to hard, hard to yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a hell of a coincidence yeah you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah hard not to see that as an inspiration but that's always been who i've kind of pulled my i guess sound from and i mean what i've enjoyed playing the most at the shows i've played stuff as far as the covers go and all that oh yeah, yeah those
2: covers were fun as fuck yeah especially that's damn rock and roll that, oh man that was fun
1: that was the first song we ever played live together
3: it is it was oh, the opening yeah, it song is. yeah huh.
1: To say, to say the least, uh, I was definitely nervous. Mm, when it, oh, being the yeah. first one to sing, oh man! I bet that shit tore you up. Yeah. Before oh, my we stomach on, was dude. like, oh, just in a knot. But it was so fun. I
2: bet once it got going, though, that shit all yeah. faded away. That oh, was yeah. definitely
1: my number one. But lately, I'd say Sturgill Simpson good. is another good one. Good, good. I love his "Peep um, the Shirt." Yeah, yeah. yeah, big time. <laughs> but uh, Sturgill Simpson, what I like about <laughs> him is every album is completely different. You start with a totally country album, mm-hmm. it's like a psychedelic country album to a soul jazz album to a hard rock alternative album. Yeah, then go into bluegrass. He's crazy in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, motherfucker be doing everything yeah, and lyrically every song. It's amazing. So it's, yeah, his storytelling is some on some next
2: level shit. Yeah, yeah, his storytelling is crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, man, you really put me on uh, Eric Church. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I I heard you sing his shit before I ever really bothered to give it a listen. Uh, listen and I was kind of bummed out with country music for a while because I listened growing up. You know, like. 80s, 90s, early 2000s stuff. Yeah. And I felt like that uh, country pop kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Fucking Florida, Georgia line. (laughs) And I got to
0: where I just tuned out from that whole genre. And I'm happy that you're so about him because I wouldn't have gave him a look.
2: And who else is that pop country motherfucker? Thomas (laughs) Rhett. Thomas Rhett, dude. Get the fuck. Dan and Shay. Fucking... Like Sam Hunt. Kane Brown, Sam Hunt. Yeah. All those motherfuckers. Yeah. What the hell were they saying? Yeah. What record executive (laughs) was like, this is the new wave?
3: (laughs) Thomas Rhett kind of also already had an end. You know who his father is, don't you? Mm Mm-mm. Red Akins. Yeah. No. His His name name is Thomas Red Akins. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's That's wild. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. He already
3: kind of had the end through his father. That's how he. Really, I was about to say he's, he's not, really not I mean, even that good. His father, <laughs> his father didn't really put him on, but he did kind of have that family name. For sure.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. His father definitely didn't put him on because he started doing bar shows and you know, you know, house parties shit like that. But you know, he got it up there because his name just happened to be the same, as basically father, the exact yeah. same as, as his father. Yeah, what I mean. Yeah,
2: attractive, attractive countryman with a famous father. It don't matter if he's the best yeah. singer or not, or guitar player. You could be a three three chord strum chump, and you could be fucking famous.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to go back on what you said about like how I put you on there at church and all that, that yeah. brings me back to the nights at the creek lot God. when we would. Mm. I mean, that was so fun. That was some mm. of the most mm. fun moments of me playing music for people. I yep. would either say it was when I played shows with y'all, or whenever we'd be out at the creek lot and we'd be singing. Yeah. S- the ones that stuck out to me was Simple Man by Leonard Skinner that we'd sing all yeah. the time. Couldn't couldn't not sing that one. Yeah. And uh Old Friends Old Whiskey Old Songs yeah. by yeah, Eric Church, okay. which that's is okay. not even a release song. It's just one I that he plays that. live. Huh. He played it on the last song of the Birmingham show this year. Okay. And I about shed a tear thinking of, like I was about to cry. Yeah, thinking about that. That's why yeah. Yeah, Did you go to that show? Yeah. It Fuck was yeah. me, Aaron, Jake, and my cousin Bailey that nice. night. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it was a fun, fun mm. show
2: for sure. Heck yeah. Who all played there? Who all who's was, was the j- card?
1: Just him. Just uh, just him. From nine o'clock to midnight. Shut up. Non stop. Three hours. No so- intermission. Nothing.
2: That's that's fucking lit. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's a hell of a show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was uh, explaining to a buddy those creek lot nights. Um and, man, it's so funny. I remember so many times, uh, you know, you'd pop out the guitar, go for, like, 30 minutes or something, and, you know, y'all want me to stop playing or whatever, and
1: hell no. Yeah. <laughs> By
0: that
3: point, we were already drunk as shit, so we were just like, fuck no. Yeah. Oh, so we don't long care how it sounds. We're going to sing along because we're drunk.
2: Oh, hell no. <laughs> Those were some fun so, nights, dude. Yeah, Those man. were some fun nights. Like New Year's. Mm-hmm.
1: Never forget the New Year's night we had out there. That, oh, shit, yeah. that shit was lit. I can't I believe did. we didn't shoot fireworks that night. I don't think we just wanted, we didn't want to fool with it.
3: I don't think we really had a big enough area open area yeah, to really It's do kind it. of dangerous
1: with all the <laughs> yeah, all the, all all the foliage <laughs> everywhere. We'll <laughs> set something, something on fire. <laughs> Straight into the creek. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah,
3: for real, dude. I think we did shoot like bottle rockets on the creek but that was it.
1: Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, living at the creek now? Yeah. Most peaceful thing. I, dude,
2: like I bet, it. dude. I'd like, it must be so nice to wake up in the morning and have a fucking big ass creek
1: Yeah.
2: right in front of foot, <laughs> and it like looks beautiful. And, like, you have a, like, you have a shitload of animals out there. Not just wild, but, like, animals that have, like, adopted you You
1: just as much as, like. They'll adopt me for a week, and then they'll run off. Because (laughs) those dogs I posted on my Snapchat and my Instagram the other day, Mm -hmm. they dipped out Sunday. They just left. (laughs) They were just like, all right, he was cool. Yeah, someone took a picture of them and, like, posted them, like, on the, uh snap map, i think and yeah. they were like at no worries kayak which is like three miles down the yeah, creek it's a stroke mm-hmm. so like what they did is they jump in the water swam down with some kayakers that sunday yeah and then but i can't keep a dog to save my life out there because i had one for <laughs> a week lat earlier this year in january and he got hit on the highway awesome. damn! yeah damage. but i do have my cat which is contained and she's the sweetest thing yeah i like, <laughs> that is
3: too yeah kidding too kitty had to get you a small dog leaving the side of yeah, your
2: house. Yeah, dog yeah. For right. you like, or something. Yeah, <laughs> a <chihuahua> or something. Lap <laughs> dog.
0: Yeah. Um, dog. So, man, I understand you uh, make and record uh, music yourself. So, yeah. w- what kind of vibes do you look for whenever you sit up and get started recording?
1: Pretty much with every song that I've written, I'll kind of go from the... I'll talk about the writing process first because... Mm-hmm. I can't ever, I don't think I've ever really written and then recorded in the same session. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to do that. But um, it's like inspiration will just hit me. If I try to force it, if I sit down and say, like I'm going to write a song about this, Mm -mm. it won't happen. It's like I'm trying to force it. I get frustrated with myself. It just feels too unauthentic. But whenever, pretty much every song that I have released, it has been something that's like, oh, an idea hits me. I sit down and it just flows. Yeah. It just flows out of me pretty much. Every single one of them in different. I mean, throughout the past four years. So uh, that's pretty much my writing process. Just when the inspiration hits me, harness it.
3: <laughs> so yeah. If I try
1: to, if I sit, like I said, if I try to sit down, even if I try to sit down and write a specific album, like I'm going for this, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: yeah. so like do you start out with a chord progression, or do you start out with the lyrics
1: or I start out with a chord progression. like say that this inspiration hits me like I've gotta write this song. I'll get some words in my head, just maybe a phrase that kind of hits or something like that. And uh, all right, so what was I saying? I oh, um, start with the chord progression chord progression, thank you. The chord progression is kind of what I start with. I'll get a phrase in my head, like a a lyric, and then I'll come up with a chord progression to kind of harness that emotion. Yeah. Almost to reflect that.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll go, it usually doesn't take me long. Whenever I get that inspiration, I may, sometimes, there's been times where the chord progression will just hit, or I'll go two or three tries and be like, oh yeah, this is it. It doesn't ever take long. Mm -hmm. I don't ever have to sit on it too much or anything like that. yeah but uh and then it just get that chord progression get the structure of the song like whether the chord progression is going to change in the chorus or not or if i throw in a bridge or something like that and then i'll just start writing front to back of the song and rarely do i ever have have i ever um gone back and edited lyrics after okay maybe a few times just to kind of get the flow of a phrase down or something yeah Certain ones, if it's too long-winded, it'll mess you up on the next or the timing.
2: Yeah, tell. like running out of breath and yeah, stuff. Yeah, stuff
1: like that. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of tweak, but <laughs> rarely have I ever just completely cut one out and replaced it with something else or something like that. Yeah, Well, really, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I do that shit all the time. There ain't like, nothing wrong with it. I, yeah, I sure. recorded
2: a I recorded a full song the other day. Oh, everything except like background voice <laughs> and stuff. But like, I recorded like my main lines and i'm going to rewrite the whole verse and re-record the hook because i didn't like how it translated into yeah. the recording so like i'm just going to re-record all that shit the whole shebang and there there's a feature artist on it too i might i might get him to re-record his stuff only so it'll match you know intensity and the and the vibes and shit and i like what he said so i'm going to like like cuz he's a freestyle artist so like he'll get behind the mic and it's take but it's bar by bar like, he'll be like, all right, plug me in. He'll say some shit, think about some shit. All right, keep going. And then, like, I'll press record for, like, the third time, and then he'll plug in, punch in. All right, let me hear that all back real quick. Play it all back for him, blah, blah, All right, come on, punch me in. Bang, might take, like, two or three tries. Same, and it goes on like that. Mm-hmm. But I like the, I like what he said and, like, how he delivered it. So, like, I might just, like, copy his lyrics down for him and, like, be like, hey, these are your phrases. Let's re-record this with a with a with a better energy. Not really better, but like a, a more cohesive energy. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm especially sure. like when people do the bar by bar shit, a lot of times you can hear it. Like yeah. like you ever listen to rappers and you're like, wow, that didn't sound like together or like and words almost choppy. O- yeah, words yeah. overlap or like the end of a phrase overlaps the beginning of the next phrase because mm-hmm. say that phrase ends on mm-hmm. one but the next phrase starts on the uh, count four of the next bar yeah. you know what i'm saying like shit like that so like i feel like it's better to always like record one takes if possible and then piece together like frankenstein yeah. like the best parts of those one takes yep. from each other to the next yeah but, yeah, dude, I do that shit way too often. And, like, it'll even happen during the writing process. Like, I I, write, I type I type out a line on my phone on the documents that I'm writing in. And, like, I don't like that shit. So, mm-hmm. I like, I'll go to Rhyme Zone. Shout out, Rhyme. Hold on. Shout out, Rhyme Zone, bro. <laughs> yeah. Y'all deserve some fucking royalty checks for, I swear, almost every fucking song. I swear. Especially, like, like... Indie, independent artists, y'all best look to get some royalty checks. I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks a year. I don't give a shit. I use you guys, RhymeZone.com. If you're writing songs, go check them out. But shameless plug, anyway. Yeah, I will use fucking RhymeZone and like look at the last line that I said before that and like what rhymes with this or like if I'm wanting to like A B A B rhyme scheme instead of like A A B B. Yeah, I'll go to like. All right, I'll type out one line and then I'll think about the next one and be like, but what can I end it with? And then I'll go back to rhyme zone. Okay, what rhymes with this first word? And then, I'm not gonna lie, there was one, one time, I think it was a crooner song. It was, I think it was Walking in Vain that I was writing that I didn't know the definition of a word to, but I felt like it went, so I just, t- I wrote it anyway. And then it wasn't until after we had played it at our first show that that I looked up the definition of that word and found out when I went on a limb, it paid off because yeah. the definition of the word or, yeah, the definition of the word that I used in the song actually meant what I thought it meant. Yeah. Because like, I, I was like that, just like yeah. guessing. It was like a 50-50 shot. All I knew is it rhymed and it needed to be plugged in real quick so mm-hmm. we could finish the song. But, yeah, man. that
1: I, Writing songs is wild. It is, it's a weird, it's, it's almost like, I mean, there's times when it'll turn into almost like a spiritual thing. Yes, dude. Oh, like really, you, like everything yeah. is
2: fucking falling in line. Yeah. It's like this was destiny. It's like, was like your soul
1: pours into it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like as far as, because that's like my writing process, but as far as actually recording, because I do think I've done things way different. Like I got an album and one single on Apple Music, Spotify, and all that. Uh, but all of them i recorded myself some of them i recorded when i lived with jake in the house right there and he helped me i mean he did a bunch of lead parts, stuff like that shout out to jake mcgarrity jake McGarity, for sure badass most awesome lead guitarist if you're wanting something that's like a a rock blues vibe
3: oh yeah he's your guy for sure another crooner's guy yeah another crooner's guy
1: for sure but uh, he helped me out. Well, I think out of my album, I got ten songs on it. I think he did lead on five of them. Whenever I go through the list, I'll yeah, I'll shout them out on yeah. those. I <laughs> give them some credit. So if they go listen, they'll know that was gay. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyways, uh, and pretty much that the recording part. I didn't have as much fun with because it does get frustrating for oh, yeah. sure. Dude. Yeah. Cause tell something will it. happen. I mean, just one little string slip or something. I drop a pick. Mm-hmm. And now that I live in uh, the camper by the Creek, you'll hear trucks going by the, down the highway. Oh, and dude, that has messed me up. Tell so me about times. it. Dude. <laughs>
2: Living here with these thin ass walls yeah. <laughs> and these thin ass doors. On a fuck, I swear, on that, an intersection. Um, yeah, dude, it's <laughs> the busiest back street intersection in Jacksonville. I yeah. swear it is. And like, there are fat ass like diesel trucks that yeah. come through here, yeah. like crotch rockets and motorcycles. Like yesterday, I was on FL, and I like there was this. Fat ass like Harley you know like the Harleys that are like cruisers with like the with like the front <laughs> oh, fork yeah. shield but it's got the speakers built into it and shit oh god Blair yeah so- fuck it dude I heard everything <laughs> 100% clearly and like it was <laughs> while I was working on FL, and Man. I was just in my head I was thinking like I'm just glad that away. shit didn't happen yeah. while I was recording a vocal or something dude yeah. mm-hmm. and that, is, that shit is so
1: annoying it is for sure cause it'll always it'll always hit When you're getting your best take, too. Yes! It will. It will. But uh, as far as that recording goes, least favorite part, but when everything, once I get everything lined up and all the recordings done Mm. and everything kind of comes together in the mix, that's when the fun starts. Yeah, yeah. The production of it and everything, just tinkering with little things. That's probably the part like we were saying, you kind of change up lyrics, stuff like that, and go through and mm-hmm. uh, change stuff up. That's the part where I enjoy. That that's where I'm. Well, I enjoy it, but that's where I'm ticky. Yeah. And overthink. <laughs> I'll yeah. start overthinking like, ah, oh, maybe the guitar needs to be a little louder, or oh, maybe God. I need to EQ the stuff like that. But I always try to keep it. Uh, what my what I did on that album was trying to make it sound like what it would be like if we played it live, like when we were in the band. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. And for example, Old Soul stuck in the new school. Yeah. When we played that, I feel like the recording sounded like we played it. No, yeah. It, you did a really good fucking job on that, dude. If like a live
2: setting was yeah. the setting that you were going for, like as far as like immersive sound,
1: yeah. like that shit like it's not spot the, on. It's on not right. the most clear cut. Like studio recording. On, yeah, yeah, but it's raw. Yeah. And it's just, it sounds almost like you had heard went to a show and heard it. That's kind of what I was going for on it. And I feel like I did pretty good with that. Oh, you did yeah. for sure.
2: Mm-mm-mm. Well,
0: um, let's see, man. I heard you've been doing work with the guys in the studio here. Tell me uh, how you got in touch with them
1: and how the sessions have been. It's been a while because, like I mentioned earlier, I. Uh, Kind of had to take a hiatus and stuff. But every time that I've been here to work with Jay mm-hmm. and work with um, like we've had BC Fox over. Stuff yeah, like I never yeah. could line up with Jake being here, though. but Yeah, dude, I, the one time Jake did come. I think I was gone or something. Yeah, you were
2: gone, and I had accidentally slept right through. <laughs> like it the worked. time that yeah. he was here. Or either I was going somewhere. I was probably at Brooks Old Apartment to be honest, and I just slept. Yeah. And I didn't even fucking realize that I was, like, sleeping through the valuable time that I fucking needed to happen for two months.
1: (laughs) But I I will say this, just like it was when we would play a live show, Mm -hmm. working with the guy, those guys, Jay, BC, Fox, and Jake, some of the easiest people to work with. Good. We had cohesion. It was like (laughs) all of us were different. But we came together to make one sound, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, for example, what you're doing, Jay, is completely different from what I'm doing. But every time that we've gotten together, it's, it's magic. It's baby. It's like magic that it happens. It's Magic, baby. But uh, and it. I was gonna ask, uh, kind of going back to the previous stuff, talking about the writing yep. and all that. If y'all don't mind, I'd like to kind of go through each song, talk about each yeah actually ripped, yeah let's
2: do that like, let's get like a yeah, song album breakdown
1: of, time yeah because yeah.
2: like i'm curious about this myself like we've talked and everything but i don't think like i've ever like picked your brain as to what you were going yeah. through in particular moments in your life to where like i know some like yeah. it wasn't easy it's about you know the yeah. high school breakup and yeah. you know uh fucking what's that rock song that you old soul stuck in the news yeah, like, yeah. i know what that's about but like as far as like the other songs on your discography, I have like very little if not any yeah. clue. So go, go well, I'd be
1: glad to kinda of go through it. Hopefully Absolutely. All, for sure. I'll start with I'll just go down the list. Uh, I'll start with Old Soul, stuck in the new school. That's the one we've mentioned the most mm-hmm. so far. That song is pretty... The name is self-explanatory. Just like I mentioned earlier, kind of feeling like an outsider and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've always felt... To get more specific with it. I've always felt like I was more old school and had like more morals than the average everyday like country boy.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Was, if that makes sense. Like I mentioned in the song like about treating a girl bad. I mean, I see this more with... People around guys around here, girls around here, like uh, treating a girl bad and you still win her over. Yeah, 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 like that. The, like the nice mind. guy finishes last. Type yeah, shit. Yeah, it it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I mean it's just stuff like that. And then I even go into uh, talking about. Like daddy's money, four wheel drives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We see that stuff around here. I especially know they're especially going yeah. to fucking Jacksonville yeah. High School, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: but, can't
1: uh, tell you, bro, because they get like an entitled mindset and stuff. I'm gonna get on a tangent about that <laughs> if I'm not careful. And then in the last chorus, I talk about uh about Jesus and the Lord and stuff. So it all it all goes. I mean, just one verse to the next, to the next, and each chorus is different and kind of explains the verse of what I was feeling. Uh, Like, I feel like I wouldn't, like I mentioned uh, about believing in God and believing in Jesus stuff, like, I don't feel like I would know what to do if I didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Been a lot of guidance and help as far as that goes, but... That's kind of what that song was about. And to be more specific on when I wrote it, I wrote it my the beginning of my freshman year of college. There was a week that my cousin, when he lived in Pleasant Valley, they wanted me to stay at their house that week because they had a cat and a dog that need needed fed. Yeah. And I decided, I yeah. mean, I'm Pleasant <clears throat> Valley, I'll just go stay out there and go to school and stuff like that. Uh it was closer. But um I just kind of, like I mentioned earlier, had the idea, picked up the guitar and started writing stuff down. That shit wrote and itself. Yeah, that's the song that I have not changed. Well, I'll, I'll take that back because I did add the last chorus recently to kind of go with that last verse. Oh, yeah. Wasn't about, it
2: like before? Yeah, we like would always right cut off. Like before our yeah.
1: first show. We would always cut it off uh at the end of the last verse yeah and then yeah. i added the chorus to it i do remember that shirt so <laughs> i did i take that back i did add to it but i never deleted anything yeah, yeah. so i just built off of it i didn't everything else stayed the same and then um the second song this is one of my favorites on the album it's called duel with the devil yeah and, that uh,
2: is a good one That is a good one
1: and uh i wrote this beginning of last year this is one of my more recent ones so february 2021 there was a few days where i was like didn't have anything to do didn't have any classes i think some classes got canceled or something Mm -hmm. like that no assignments nothing and probably had some money burning a hole in my pocket so i decided you know what and i and jake or no one could go i said i'm gonna go to daytona beach and i'm gonna go by myself it was like 30 degrees here Daytona Beach was 85 degrees oh, in geez. February. Damn. I went down there, just drove my old truck, went down there, uh, hung out, uh, just kind of did my own thing. And then just something about the word, the fr- you know how I mentioned, the phrase would come to mind first. Yeah, yeah. Duel with the devil kind of flowed out of my head. And I was like, I got to write something about that. I had my guitar in the hotel room. I wrote that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one, I feel like people might have taken too literal. I remember my grandparents saying something about it <laughs> because I meant like in that song I mentioned it's pretty much uh it goes from talking about addiction and the devil kind of grabbing a hold of you, but you're done with it. you're breaking out of it. And I mentioned uh, alcoholism and I mentioned um. Uh, quitting like taking like being addicted to pills and stuff like that mm-hmm. grandparents took that way too literal i've never been an alcoholic or addicted to pills yeah. Yeah. but to really people can relate to that yeah like, as an yeah. artist i've been in a situation where i felt like the devil had a hold of me and i needed to break out of it so that was a good way for other people to uh, to kind of relate to it and then also tell my own story
2: yes. yeah like a metaphor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for
1: sure so, uh, that one, like I mentioned, I was going to mention Jake. Shout out to Jake on Old Soul Stuck in the New School. He did the lead part on Facts. that. Facts, Forgot Facts. to mention that. But uh, <laughs> on Duel with the Devil, there's an outro. Like, after the last chorus, there's a long, I think it's like a minute long or something that Jake helped me with. Mm-hmm. Y'all have got to check it out. Cool. I know. I've, cool. I think I've showed y'all. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the perfect outro. Um uh, as far as the lead goes, it's just the nastiest sounding guitar Cheers. that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It fits this the whole vibe of the song perfect. Uh, the third song was the silly song on that album. You know, you always got to have
3: mm. one
1: of those thrown in there, mm. but it still had its inspiration. Deal. I mean, I've dealt with up till now. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend Erin. She's been amazing, sweetest girl ever. But. Before I met her, oh, every yeah. girl I had met was fucking just no good. Basket case. Yeah. <laughs> no good, no good. <clears throat> but anyways, my friend Jackson Almerode was kind of going through the same thing. And, and he's a good guy, too. Yeah, yeah, Whoever's fucking him up deserves to be yeah, fucked yeah. up. He's got a good one now. Okay, yeah, good. Sure good. But, uh, hey, I think we met him about the same time. Maybe he yeah. did a little before. I'm getting off topic. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he came over when I lived with Jake, and he he just straight up said, this is one where this one flowed out pretty well, but he co-wrote it with me. He's not even a musician. He co-wrote the song called My Life in a Damn Love Song. Hell
0: yeah.
1: It's hilarious. But uh, he co-wrote that song with me. And we harnessed the emotion of the moment. I think we wrote that song in 30 minutes. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Jake also did uh lead on that. That was sometime last summer when I wrote that. That was probably... Yeah, that was, that was kind of recent. Yeah, that because I, I released my album in July. It was July 1st, 2021. Uh-huh. I did remaster it and re-release it recently. But uh, as far as all the songs on there, everything was pretty much done by April or May of 2021, but uh so it would have been about April when me and him wrote that. That was one of the more recent ones. The next song's "The Ghost." Mm-hmm. That one's an interesting one that I feel like is one of the most slept on. Yeah, songs I was about to say.
2: Right. I was about to say exact same thing, dude. I feel like that song is very slept on, and like top three songs that I've ever heard you do, like easy, easily that one is top three. I
1: wrote that one. I was at my creek lot by myself, and it was years ago. I mean, I think it was about three or four years ago, and I was still hung up on my ex from high school and uh, wrote it. And what for anyone wondering what the ghost is about, the ghost is, you know, ghost hunt. They haunt people. Yeah. They haunt your house or whatever. The ghost is the memory of a girl. That you just can't get rid of so you're getting haunted by the memory yeah that's yeah. kind of the the idea behind it and uh throughout the song i sing about like going through the day and just seeing this ghost seeing the ghost. like i saw the ghost again last night is what it's talking about so uh to translate that i was having to deal with memories that i can't get rid of last night Yeah, pretty much yeah. like that yeah that one was probably one of the most interesting ones uh, that one was just acoustic. One of the only yeah, two. Yeah, it's, it's
2: very pretty. Dude. Yeah. It's very pretty One song of the only two that.
1: acoustic songs uh, on the album. The fifth song on the album is a cover. It's But I felt like it was the perfect fit for the album. And I'll kind of get to that in a second. But it's Long White Line by Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> no, Long White Line. Yeah. That is a very country song. It's an old trucker song about a girl Um. Breaking his heart, so he just skips town, takes to the road, and just looking for the end of the long white line. Is you're looking at the white line on the highway, you're never going to find the end of it, yeah, yeah. So he's just going and going and going until he forgets the woman. I felt like that was a perfect follow up to my life and a damn love song and the ghost.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Perfect follow up to that. But me and Jake, Jake helped me out a lot on that. He did great on that too. There wasn't a song he didn't do good on. But uh, we made it more rock than country.
2: Yeah, I picked that up too when I listened to your album the first yeah. time. I was like, that's that's a fucking refreshing take yeah. right there. That's that's nice.
1: I did the acoustic lead and he did the electric lead. So for anyone mm. listening, he did the better. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, the sixth song on the album, this one was probably one of the more popular songs I wrote. It was called What Would Jesus Do? And I wrote that the week of the George Floyd incident.
2: Yeah, that's also like, spiritually, politically, the undertones are crazy. Yeah. And like, it's a it, that song is also like, beautiful, a beautiful song. Like yeah. your lyricism, the story, what it means. Yeah. Like, because like the first time I'd ever heard that song, I was like, because it was in kind of like a, a heated political climate, mm-hmm. too. It was back when, like, last year when, like, police brutality was, like, fucking yeah. the main storyline in the U.S. news for, like, eight months. And I was like, there's no way this song isn't at least a little bit to do with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it had everything to do with it. But, uh, like, my whole thing behind that was I got the idea for it the week of the George Floyd incident. I went to my grandparents' house and uh, they live on Smith Lake and Coleman. So I went downstairs for bed, and I was just thinking about that. I was like, I've got to write a song about this. Mm. And I kind of wanted to think about it, like the word or the lyrics go, "What would Jesus do? Why would people judge someone because of their skin color? Jesus wouldn't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it, like I had to blend it together, really equate it to. Y'all can fight, keep fighting and everything, but we don't need to be. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, so that one I wrote, that would have been 2020, because COVID had just started. Yeah, yeah. It was 2020. Yeah. Uh the next song after that I feel like was a very good follow-up. This one is probably my most personal song, and it's called Trust in Me. Mm-hmm. Perfect follow up to what would Jesus do because it's a gospel song. Yeah, it's not really a. I mean, it's country kind of country rock, and it keeps the same sound of the albums cohesive with it. But it's gospel song, mm-hmm. and uh, that song was probably one of the quickest songs I ever wrote. I wrote it in about thirty minutes. Like I mentioned with Jackson's help, I was able to write the other one in thirty minutes. But yeah. usually, on average, it would take me about an hour to complete a song <laughs> lyrics and everything yeah that one i wrote in 30 minutes and the story behind it is i have always struggled with uh just kind of worrying about stuff trying to control stuff mm-hmm. uh worrying about what the future holds um i mean you name it worrying yeah and stuff like that but there's been so many times where god has shown me that i need to trust in him and every single time he's been right. Every time I've been too short on cash to pay a bill or something, somehow he has made a way. All to tell him, explain a story on that. I had to miss a day of work to go take care of uh, some business at my grandparents' house. This was a month ago. Okay. And um, I was worried because I, I had like a good bit of bills due. It was like at the end of the month and I missed a day of work yeah well uh the next day i was just like something i was like i'm gonna go see my grandparents i don't get to see them much they're getting older probably for the best the next day i got tipped enough at work and made time like one and a half more more times than i would have if i would have worked that day yeah like you can't tell me that that is not a coincidence it's never happened in the seven years i've worked there wow But uh, just stuff like that. And uh, there's a line in the... uh, To start the second uh, verse that goes, Before I pulled out my white flag and ran, God opened my eyes to His plan. What that pretty much equates to is before you give up and like... Whether it be commit suicide, whether you give up completely and just, I mean, go into where you just can't function panic attack something like that which i've been there i mean i've been in a rough spot before uh and then it's just like it's a supernatural thing like you just can't fathom it like there's no way that me in that down state by myself could have brought myself out of that that was a help from a power above me
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was
1: jesus right there but uh Uh, That song definitely hit home. And it's pretty much like why there's a, uh, in the chorus, it says, uh, you ain't alone in this life. Look all around at the uh, birds in the sky, the flowers on the ground. The stuff like that, that's pretty much like if I created the whole world, this little problem you're having is is pretty little compared to the whole grand scheme of things. And if I had the power to create everything you see, you're good. As long as you trust in me, that's what that song's about.
2: Yeah,
1: I wrote it. It was one of the last songs I wrote for the album. I wrote it April, about the same month, I believe. But okay. uh, that song has been probably my favorite on the album, just on a personal level. Hmm. The next song after that's perfect follow up to it is uh, called "What I Want You to Know." Now that song, that
2: song, I remember when you released that. Yeah, that one is that one's some shit. You got, one, a lot, you got a lot of people saying like that, like on the Facebook and Instagram like they were like damn this is beautiful. Yeah. Like this is this is this is a good ass song.
1: That one. I'll tell the story behind it because I've never really told this story like out loud what it cuz it it I wrote it in a way where anyone could relate to it whether you be singing to your girlfriend or a girl or their uh husband or boyfriend or a family member or your best friend or something like that, you have a disagreement and things go south. It's one of those things like, oh, I realized maybe I was wrong. I was being too prideful and I forgive you and I'm sorry it took me so long to forgive you. But uh, that was about my mother because I definitely didn't see eye to eye with her growing up. It was rough in the house and everything like that. And it took me years to, but there was a night when I went to the beach with uh, with Jake. And Jake and Austin uh, Band were there with me. They came to visit. And uh, we had a discussion. I mean, we got on up till like 3 in the morning talking about like, just all the problems in our life, stuff like that. And it just kind of hit me. It was like, if she were to die tomorrow, I would have not been able to tell her what, how I really felt about her. If that makes sense. Because deep down, I knew she loved me. It was just, I was so, it was so hard to forgive her and yeah. stuff. So I called her the next day and, like, apologized and told her, like, I forgive her for everything she's done. And when I got home, when I got uh, to Jake's house, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote that song. It takes the record for the fastest written song, 15 minutes. That whole song was written. Wow. Wow. Fifteen minutes, but uh that was that was end of twenty twenty when I wrote that one. And uh the next song after that. And stop me if y'all have any questions or anything. I'm just kind of rambling. No, you're enjoying because
2: it's not every day we get to sit down and like get to understand where the shit came from. Yeah, and like yeah, the, the the amount of personal, like the amount of um personal growth and like. Personal triumph and like the things like that that you can see or and and hear in these songs, especially after we know, like Mm -hmm. when we can realize like, holy shit, that is what is going on. And like it's kind of it's kind of special to see that too, because like knowing you back then to like knowing you now, we can like see that progression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like it's it's wild. That we're finally getting to understand.
1: Yeah, everything comes where together, your head was like, at yeah. four,
2: three, two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, I mean, to be honest, the past few years hadn't been easy. I mean, I've had ups and downs and stuff like that, bentley and all that. But uh I'd say this year has definitely been the biggest. Like, I, I hadn't been more at peace in a while. If that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, yeah. But uh. The next song after that was Keep on Moving. That's one Keep of the, on move, That was man. the first single I released on uh, Apple Music. Now that one's it's the second oldest on the album mm-hmm. not including the cover, but out of the ones I wrote, Old Soul was the oldest and uh Keep on Moving was the second. I wrote it February of 2019 with my cousin Grayson and I sat on that for years and decided in 2020 like that was a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah, because we we, yeah. Ne, we had never played it at a show, yeah. I don't
2: think, but we had practiced it a couple times with the band. And yeah, that shit is that shit was banging, bro. Like that shit was kind of good. Yeah, like not even kind of good. That shit was good. Like yeah. I had a it was a fun jam when you opened it up at the end and we would just jam on it. That yeah. was fun when you brought it back into the choruses. That shit was fun. Like everything about that <laughs> song is fun. Yeah,
1: it's one of the most upbeat songs on the whole album. And um, it definitely has its place at the end of the album, because you know, like I mentioned, I would kind of come back to this. First, you got old soul, that kind of sets the groundwork. Do with the devil, you get your first problems. My life ain't a dang love song. problem. the ghost problem. long white line getting over the problem. Then it gets more introspective. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? Trust in me. Me kind of making amends in what I want you to know. And then Keep On Moving is kind of the start of the release, the end of it. Yeah, Like it's an upbeat, like things have happened to me, but I'm going to keep it moving. It's definitely a kind of bluesy rock song. Yeah. Uh, But that one was one of the most fun for sure to make. Uh, So I
2: imagine when you did get the inspiration for that, since it was fun, it was like...
1: Oh yeah. spit fire past, yeah like. Great. my cousin Grayson co-wrote that with me too we went on a trip to the mountains and nice. he co-wrote that that was definitely and it was kind of a random one mm-hmm. uh, like the inspiration hit me and I was like okay like and he just he'd feed little phrases and I'd be like what would go that was kind of one of the more methodical ones to write mm-hmm. like it wasn't it didn't flow as easy as some of the others but it worked out and with his help I was able to really piece it together yeah. And the last song on the album is another one that I feel like it's kind of slept on. It's, uh, What's what's the song's name? Uh, We're All Going Somewhere Fast. I can't even remember my own song name. <laughs> <laughs> We're All Going Somewhere Fast. I wrote that in the mountains the next year. Uh, hmm. When was it? No, it was 2021. Yeah, because me and my cousin went in February 2021, right before I went to Daytona Beach and wrote with the Devil. But uh, it's the conclusion of the whole album. It's uh, like you're trying to really soak everything in in life. Like, yeah, I got these problems and everything. Uh, But let's not focus on successes. Let's not beat ourselves up over stuff that's happened, maybe mistakes we've made in the past let's really enjoy our lives and give props to the one who gave us our life because we're all going somewhere fast which means we're all going to die yeah we're all going to die soon. that is some shit yeah that is some but shit but somehow even though it's so profound and serious like you that sounds morbid almost yeah i right. made it in a way where it's pretty upbeat and like peaceful
2: yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like I think those are some of the best songs that artists can make too. It's like when they take serious shit yeah. and make it into a thing, a situation that can be read either way. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, fucking, there's a song that I'm, that I'm thinking of right now. It's by a female artist. I just can't remember the the fucking artist specifically, mm-hmm. but it, it talks about like, like addiction yeah. And, like, some of the lyrics are really fucking wild. Like, you wouldn't expect this shit to be in, like, a, a more upbeat, you know, major, happy-feeling song. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I got to really listening to this shit one day after just, like, hearing it for a couple of years, like actually sat down and comprehended the fucking lyrics and i was like what the fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it'll hit you like, yeah. yeah i'm like this should be a slow piano like a dell type uh-huh. fucking thing and it's not at yeah, all yeah so it's it's wild i think those are some of the best songs though it's when you can take a situation and morph it into something that's positive yeah. especially like with the sound i think that's like some of the best shit you yeah. can
1: do so I felt like it was definitely a great way to conclude the album, and a lot of people won't think about this, but some if you're wanting your album to be like a uh, a whole like almost concept, it's important in what order. Like I wanted people sure. to start on track one, listen to it all the way to the end, hear my story. Pretty mm-hmm. much, I feel like it was the perfect order to tell my story, even though all the songs were written at different times. It all pieced together. Yeah. And it was almost like it was a timeline but uh there's one more song that wasn't on the album i wrote it well after uh the album was released i wrote it last uh last september mm-hmm. uh, so not even a year ago it was called boardwalk blues i, don't know if I do, that it, yeah, I do I? yeah i do yeah i do i do that one was about a girl that i kind of dated last summer and at the end of the summer it was a big ordeal, but uh, kind of it broke my heart for sure. In our last date, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings in Gazden, and you know how they have the boardwalk, yeah, right there. Uh, we sat on the boardwalk, and uh, like the lights on the bridge, everything was like perfect. I was sitting there thinking, like, this is perfect, but then just as soon as you got it, it gets taken away. Yeah. for good reason I mean for good at the time I didn't understand it but like I said the lord will show you what make you understand things months if not years down the road yeah. that happened that was for the best I'm so thankful it happened but I did get a good song out of it yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, I w- yeah I wouldn't trade the girl I'm with for the world man yeah. so I'm glad I'm glad she showed me her true colors early yeah but uh that song like I said, Boardwalk Blues is about the Gadsden Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, I'll tell you how I got the inspiration for it. Of course, I got the inspiration for it for what happened. But I didn't really think about writing songs for it until I went to an Eric Church show. I went to three Eric Church shows on this last tour. The first one was in Lexington, Kentucky. Damn. Me and Grayson went to Lexington just for the heck of it. Like <laughs> We're going to go see Eric Church. And uh <laughs> It was the opening of the uh, tour after COVID and everything, mm-hmm. so it was like oh, I I've was got to go there. It dude. was amazing. But uh, he, there's a song that Eric Church has on his latest project called Leonard Skinner Jones, and he mentions there's a lyric that says Leonard Skinner Jones hailed from Gadsden, Alabama. Yep. And for some reason, when he said that, I thought about the moment. that we were sitting on the boardwalk in Gadsden, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And the word boardwalk hit. Like I thought about the boardwalk and there's another part of that Eric Church song where he's like a Leonard what in black and white. He was somewhere in between. Throw in in abandoned and confused. You get the blues at just 13 and the blues hit. So I was like boardwalk blues. It was over. When I got home, I wrote that thing in probably an hour. And what's interesting about it is it's very different. It wouldn't have fit into the album at all. It, no, yeah, I agree. It, it was like a... It honestly sounded like something like Pearl Jam. Yeah. It was a rock song. It was not in any way, shape, or form country. It was like almost like an arena rock, Pearl Jam kind of vibe. Hmm. Like you'd hear it like at BJCC or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: But uh, that was definitely one of my favorites right there. That and, is a
2: good one. That is a good one. Uh, especially because I... I thought you were done after that album. Yeah. And then you released that, and I was like,
1: fuck yes. Like, this is some good <laughs> shit. And if y'all are cool with me going a little deeper into the lyrics of that one, there's a uh, there's lines on it where it's like, it's pretty, like, it starts at the beginning, like, uh, I guess it was sometime in mid-July when I couldn't even believe my <laughs> eyes, and I saw the most beautiful girl I'd met up to that point at least (laughs) but uh then it kind of hits uh the chorus like moonlight in her hair um i'm trying to even remember the lyrics of the song warmth in the air I can't remember the lyrics of my own song. Anyways, everything was <laughs> everything was good. And it's like, uh, now those, and it goes to bad. And like, now those gazden and nights will never be the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, then towards the end of the song, like in the middle verse, it's really like a nostalgic feel looking back at that moment and everything, like missing it. And then at the end, the last chorus of the song, it's like a moonlight behind the clouds. And the only sound is the beating of my heart. And a cold wind blows tonight instead of being warm. The morning, yeah. And now then, gas and nights have never been the same. So it all concludes on, like, not only was the memory amazing and warm in the moonlight, it was a clear night to my emotions are pretty blue right now. It's cold. Yeah. It's cloudy. Can't see the moonlight. I'm sitting here on this boardwalk by myself thinking about it so i felt like that was a very lyrically one of my best songs for yeah. sure yeah the storytelling
2: in that is yeah. very good very fucking good and I can, now that you say that like that transition from kind of the warmth and, and lightness yeah. and and stuff into the blueness and the and the coldness of the scenario and the situation like it does make sense like that's i'm glad you told us about that because like going back and listening to it now, I'm going to think way differently than I was thinking before.
1: Yeah. And, like,
2: it'll, I'll have that extra appreciation for that. Yeah, for sure. Like, as well as every other song on the album, too, because there are some that really surprised me. Like, I want you to know. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was, like, about your mom and, like, Mm -hmm. how you needed to forgive her and shit like that. Like, and, like, I (sighs) wrote, this is wild that you say that, (laughs) because, like, a couple months ago, like, two or three, I was kind of going through that same shit internally where it's like my grandparents are getting old i have i feel like i haven't told my family i love them enough like me and my brother just now starting to get on good terms because we really didn't like we didn't have like the same friends or growing up and i didn't like i was kind of a shitty older brother to him growing up and everything you know picking on him all the time and fucking messing with him and shit and like i just had this like one day or, like, this, like, stretch of day, like, probably about five days where I was, like, super fucking depressed and, like, just thinking to myself, like, I wish there was some way I could tell my family that I'm sorry for not telling them enough yeah. and, like, I'm sorry for not, not being the son, grandson, brother, uh, nephew that I need to be. So, like, I wrote a song. It's not released yet, but it will be very soon. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. But... It's like kind of telling them like That's gonna be all my like the intro is like I'm sorry to all my friends and family I'm sorry and then it's like uh it's going to be called Deep End and then the first couple lines of the hook is don't fall in the deep end you never know it. if you make it out how far you'll go um don't, don't fall in the deep end how far you'll go. you made and it's something about like when it's time to show your true colors then we'll know and it's like kind of I don't know how to so like when your family member does something to you that you resent them for for a little while you just can't forgive them for that type shit and then like I was listening to oddly enough J. Cole song Mm -hmm. uh it's off his newest album, The Off Season, and it's, he had a lyric, and it's a, this is what inspired the whole song, because I was listening to that song while I was depressed, trying to get myself out of the funk at work, and so he said, uh, sleep is the cousin of death, no plans to doze off, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking sleep on that one, mother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, So he said that shit, and I'm like, I paused the song, and I was at work in the lab, I was just sitting there, and it was after I ran a test. So I had some free time, and I was like, like, this living shit that we do, like, the only thing that bridges the gap between waking up every day and being conscious and being permanently, like, deleted, like, dead, is, is sleep. Like, sleep is the closest thing a conscious human can get to death without actually dying. So, like, yeah. I was like... Like this living shit is insane. And then that's where the first lyric in the verse came from is it's living insane. Living living is insane and death is cousins with sleep. When that's you wake crazy. up, when you yeah, wake I'm up, crazy. don't fall in too deep. Fear stops us from living in life worthwhile. Living with purpose seems to stop the spiral. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So like that shit.
2: Yeah. So like all that shit, it was like a way of me telling my family, like, I like my eyes are open like metaphorically like my eyes are open I can see all the shit that I'm sorry for and I realize now that without your family and your friends or you know something other than yourself you have no purpose yeah you know what I'm saying you're like right. yeah. like I'm sorry for all of this shit but that's just like something to relate with yeah, like, yeah. I haven't really talked yeah. yeah I haven't really talked about it out loud either but that is where like some of the some of the best shit comes from is like the vulnerability yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, being able to open up and be like, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm actually kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I'm sorry for it. I yeah. feel like that's really fucking, that's dope as hell. That is awesome, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, well, getting into wrapping up the interview, Ryan, do you have anything we can be on the lookout for that's
1: coming soon? I will say this. I can't say anything about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, want, I, want I will say this. I can't say it. <laughs> with that's the hint. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They answer it no. <laughs> well, hey,
2: but but it's not. It's, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait.
0: <laughs>
1: Just keep your eyes peeled. That's all okay. I gotta say there.
0: As long as it's not a no, man, I'm down with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well uh Let's get going around with our socials. I'm gonna start on the right.
1: I mean, you start on the left because I okay. need to pull up. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember what my Instagram is. Like I was saying
2: at the beginning of the podcast episode, TFS Prod Official underscore Chink on Instagram, TFS Productions on Facebook, mm. J Stone Onyx Corwin. Uh, onyx corbin on spotify for some reason apple music and apple music for artist support you need to work on your shit because i can't change my name and That's i need to be able to change yeah dude it's still jay stone and I, t- I tell everybody look up onyx corbin on all platforms they're like there's no onyx corbin on apple music Damn. Yeah, yeah yeah so like jay stone on apple music onyx underscore corwin i think on on instagram uh you ain't getting my snap sorry <laughs> I think my Twitter handle is still Jstone. Got to change that. I don't, y'all, y'all Twitter tweeters, be confusing me out there. It's like fucking Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, dude. I don't yeah. understand. Like I don't people, understand. Like people, people say the yeah. dumbest. They're like, I did an experiment. one. just just quick story. I did an experiment one time on Twitter. Right, I posted something serious and heartfelt. Got no response, no likes, no comments, no retweets, and then the very next tweet. I posted, macaroons look like pretty patties. I bet they taste like it too. Eight likes, two retweets, fucking three comments within the first fifteen minutes of that yeah, shit yeah. being put. Pe- I'm like, what the fuck, dude? But it, yeah, anyway. Follow me on Twitter, Jstone Onyx If it's changed by the time this releases, probably won't be. I don't Twitter tweet. Uh, might start uh getting on my YouTube doing some beat stuff on there soon. Onyxcore went on there uh, since I'm a producer as well and an artist. Be looking out for a music video edited by this man right here to my left, DJ Big Dooley. Edited, uh, featuring Kid Kent, shot by Grim Films. Thank you, Different I F R N T. He's in a very talented artist, works with Cutler Studios. Uh, yeah, man, that's my socials. That's what I got going
3: on. Social, uh, you can find me on Instagram at DJ Big Dooley. No spaces, no underscores, nothing like that. Just all, all is one. Um, but y'all don't forget about the nest tomorrow night by the time this airs. So we got the nest coming up nine to two, bitches.
1: My, uh, Really, the only thing I've got is Instagram. Y'all ain't get my snap either, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's R Lang underscore ninety eight, and it's pretty laid back. I mean, it doesn't really look like a business or music page or anything, but I always post my music and stuff on there. So. Yeah,
3: big time. Uh, uh, y'all can follow me
1: on there. Hell yeah. Um, I'm at
0: Austin B Green on Instagram. That's uh, about the only place you can find me. Um, so, with that being said, that's a wrap up on this interview with Ryan Lang. You, the viewers and listeners, heard it all here first. This has been a 256 production. I'm Austin Green, your host, and we will see you on the next
2: one. Yes, sir. We out.